mate. Welcome to episode number six of uh, the Clever Dummies podcast. I am Lucky, joined by Anik. How are you going tonight, my friend? Great. I'm going great, bud. Yeah, that's It's amazing. episode six. Oh, mate. We are pumping these out like, like we're bloody making iPhones overseas, mate. We're just churning through these like we're, like we're made of it, brother. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And um, there's been some good response coming through as well. People have been um, just, just sort of giving us a nice shout out to saying, it was, you know, it's a good job, done, well, job well done as well as, you know, um, appreciation for certain items that we talked about as well. Yeah, no, that's always good. We know we're doing it for ourselves and we know there's a few people listening, but yeah, people are digging it. So no, it makes us feel good and sort of gives us a bit more fuel to keep going and pumping it out. So yeah, bloody happy days. Love it. For the people who have been tuning in to our podcast or listening to it on Spotify, that I can't get that tune it out of my head. <laughs> have been tuning in. Well, for people who have been listening, there's a page up on our website, which is um, homework. So, you know, if you want to do your homework, and that's where we're going to post all the links that's all up and live. So you can check it out. There's a few items up there. Yeah, we've got a couple of things referenced to each sort of episode we talked about. Maybe a few things that people might not be familiar with or a couple of books and that we hit a few good ones last week so yeah now that looks awesome mate and as i said before but now the, the website looks bloody great so yeah very proud of yourself mate pat yourself Jeez. on the back young friend <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> how's your day what do yeah. you get up to nah not too much mate he had a had a full weekend off which is good first time in a while that i've had the, the weekend off so uh, we got a house inspection tomorrow the bloody joys and benefits of renting so just got the house ready for that sort of the, the cleaning that you put off a little bit got most of that done and then sort of had the uh, had a made over and we watched the ufc today um as you know i love that shit so much so it was really good and uh just conor mcgregor he's nothing quite like it the atmosphere and the energy that he brings so yeah it was a bloody great day uh and yeah always a good day when i watch the ufc but even better when he's on for sure it's just fucking special how good was the fight Oh, mate, yeah, it was unbelievable. And the, the build-up to it was interesting because uh, it had been a while since he competed. It was October 2018, and before that he hadn't fought MMA two years before that. So he's been inactive and didn't really know what he was going to come out with, how he was going to come out. But the man just delivers. He knows how to handle the pressure. He looked a little bit nervous. He looked like he, you know, it had been a while for him. But he came out and he looked so big. And he was fighting at uh, welterweight, which is 170 pounds, uh, for us, that's about 70, 77 kilos. kilos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So a little bit bigger than what he's used to. Um, so people were wondering if his power was going to transfer over, how, you know, maybe his conditioning might drop off. How is that all going to work? And, you know, none of that shit came into play because he just came out like a bloody dog in you know, dog on heat for like, I don't know if that's a saying or not, and just blasted <laughs> fucking Theroni a couple of shoulder shots and put him on the back foot, smacked him in the face uh, with his foot and, Sort of, it was sort of key from there. It was just about the referee jumping in and giving Cerrone a chance to kind of fight back. But no, that was uh, absolutely as dominant as he pretty much can be. Yeah, it was pretty special. It was, it was brilliant. 22nd, was it? 22nd. Last, no, 22nd. it was 40 seconds. Yeah, 48 seconds or something oh, 40 like seconds. that. 48 seconds. Yeah, it didn't feel brilliant. like very much, so that's for sure. It's a, yeah, it was a good fight. I seen the highlights. I didn't actually see the fight itself. I was um, out shopping, but um, yeah, I saw the highlights. It was a brilliant fight. You know, yeah. those shoulders really laid into him. You know, unusual move on his hand. You know, you don't see that very often, but it was brilliant. 
yeah, no, we've never seen it really impact a fight that significantly. It's something that they'll use to maybe disrupt timing in the clinch uh, when they start to grapple. And he's a guy that doesn't necessarily want to grapple, um, but he was venomous with it. Like he was like, "Just get the fuck off me! What are you trying to clinch up?" And he sort of came out at the start of the fight, and then he overshot a left hand, so he sort of set himself up for the clinch. And yeah, you, we've never seen like shoulder shoulder barge to the face like be so impactful. But that's kind of the beautiful thing about MMA. It's not boxing it's not kickboxing you can use you know basically the entire part of your body to inflict damage and yeah it's pretty pretty powerful he sort of dropped down a bit and he threw it up like an uppercut almost but with his shoulder and his fucking yeah, it's great that's highlighted how, highlight how do you how do you block a shoulder hit well you just run away you just push it away yeah you throw that overhook over oh. so you throw your hand over the top of his to try to change it but no that was uh yeah, you've got to get out of there. And uh, by the time Cerrone realized it was banging him, like he, he was like, shit, he's actually trying to hurt me with this. By the time he realized that, his nose was broken. So, yeah, it was very fast. He's a powerful lad. And now it's just so, so happy to have him back for sure. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's, uh, you know, one for the history books for sure, as he says. Yeah, that's you right. Know, he's a, <laughs> and um, he's plugged for his uh, al- alcohol company. Whiskey. Yeah, what a proper brilliant man. Yeah, no, he's a he's a brilliant proper marketer dwarf. too. That's what makes he's him a so great. You know, look, it's it's so funny because he comes out and unlike anyone else, where you know people you know taking it seriously and sort of be you know lightheaded and just trying to get out of the zone, he's just like you know this is my opportunity. I'm just gonna plug it. Yeah, hundred percent. Gave his mama shout out, all that usual stuff. But yeah, hundred percent. And he's usually a lot lot more aggressive with his call outs, and he called everyone a called him bloody uh, fools usually he goes a bit harder but no he's uh he's matured a little bit he's he's not as not as reckless as he was before um but yeah he's i mean he's made a shitload of money i think he made about 60 million dollars off his first year of uh of proper 12 whiskey and have you have you tried it before no is it good yeah it's not too bad it's pretty it's pretty smooth pretty sweet so it's an easy drinker one um it came over here i think i first tried it in march or something like that it was about 65 dollars probably like a $40, $45 bottle. It's not, not quite worth the 60-odd dollars, but, um, yeah, it's well worth a go, and it's, you can drink it on the rocks. It's got a little bit of a, it's got like a vanilla tinge or an oak tinge to it, so, yeah, it's actually not too bad. So, yeah, if, well, if you're out and about, give it a go. You, I think you'll like well, it. There you go. Well, there you go, Connor. It, uh, that's your shout-out. Proper 12, whiskey, give it a go. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully that's our first sponsor, am I? How good would that be? <laughs> well, that's it. You know, if you have Conor McGregor sponsoring you, you know, what else could you want? Uh, that's I mean, right. I was, I was going for that Apple sponsorship, but, you yeah. know, I guess um, that's, a, you know, t- topic for another podcast, I suppose. Or, As uh, they say, you got to shoot your shot. And it was pretty cool to have his own company sponsoring the cage when he was fighting. You know, very like you've never seen that before, but he's actually in that's the ring it. and he's got his company plastered over there. So that's pretty, pretty epic. He's a real groundbreaker. So yeah, bloody good. Oh, for sure. <clears> he's just an overall throat. unusual person. And, you know, he doesn't really do things very, um, how things are done contemporarily. Yeah, contemporary. exactly. That's a big part so, you know, of his success. A, he so do. unique. Yeah, absolutely. Now, which, um, that last part brings us to yeah, our today's that was topic. A great segue, man. <laughs> it was a great segue. <laughs> um, so we, today we're talking about uh, <clears throat> being different or being authentic as to um, being yourself and how to carry out your life and how to do certain things and how to achieve greatness and how to achieve success and all those things that you know we desire. But you know, 
<clears throat> very often uh, we get told that there's only one way to do th certain things and you know and we uh, often buy those things you know we say yeah all right well i guess there's only one way to th do thing i mean kona is a great example of as to how different he is um, from anyone else who fights in the ufc or any other athlete um you know it not, not any of the things that he does hasn't been done before you know a lot of them i mean the way, even his fighting style so he's a is a great example and you can see his success and you know people end up liking those people a lot who are just different yeah most definitely i think floyd mayweather in boxing kind of had a similar approach where he sort of took the business aspects the aspect of it onto himself and traditionally um in sport you know you're under an umbrella of an organization or a promotion or a sponsorship um so you usually sort of toe the political line just like in the business world you sort of represent your company but it's those sort of people and that sort of attitude that you know obviously he's got an infectious personality and you enjoy hearing him talk he doesn't sound you know like he's rubbing sticks together but um, he's just so uniquely himself and he has such a positive and he's like his goals are so big that he's just constantly chasing it and it sounds crazy at first and a lot of it was crazy but when he started when these things started coming true it's like wow this guy's not just the talk he doesn't just talk the talk he backs it up too oh for sure that's it and um and I think that's what it's all about as well because you know if you talk about something you talk about doing something different you have to back it up as well but uh you know now let's um i'm gonna start by looking into and as we always do exploring this a little bit um you know doing things different and you know not following the crowd because and we spoke about this you know some of our previous episodes as well we are living in a society where it's very much appropriate to follow the crowd and at times the only thing that people end up doing is following the crowd whether it's careers whether it's uh you know social stands or uh you know whether your political stand and all those things where you are you have the opportunity to make a decision people end up uh following what everyone else is doing mm. and um you know that particular mindset flows into many things and you can see it i mean there's search results for it and um you know i worked a little bit in um you know i worked in uh, well not a little bit i worked quite comprehensively in um you know sort of, i suppose entertainment right so in entertainment we have a saying that one of the best the best show is the best thing that can happen to a show is for it to be sell out for yeah. it to be a sellout show. now which is interesting because sometimes you, the show doesn't even have to be sold out you just have to say that you got you know that you're not selling any more tickets you'd be surprised how quickly people want to buy tickets um so you know there's that theory and i mean i suppose the scarcity mindset sort of comes into that place as well because you know we often crave things that are in short demand but you know apart from that it is a fact that you know people think people are really really thinking the way they're thinking works is well everyone else is seeing it must be good so i need to watch it I need to go see it. Um, there's another example of, uh, you know, something that really triggers me um, personally is um, is uh, film reviewers, right? And um, yeah, I've seen... Critics. I, you know, <laughs> critics. Oh, they really get my blood boiling. Um, the reason I bring them up particularly is because I've, I've had friends and uh, who 
who would say would not go watch a movie because some critics said that's not a good movie. Yep, yep. It's it's just that uh, you know opening we just watch it online. Yeah, and let's not watch that movie. But I want to watch that movie. Well, no, it's shit because that person said it's shit. You know, not making your own mind up. I mean, you know, the thing about critics is, and this is really interesting because, and I had this conversation with um, someone before who was uh, sort of specialized in human behavior. And, you know, we had this chat. I said, why does this happen? So what we sort of came to a conclusion was, if you really think about of what critics are doing, right, it's sort of their job to critique or, you know, to find the, negatives in a particular movie or something um otherwise if they don't they just look like chumps yep you know yep. Imagine, imagine critic going to a movie and saying that movie was incredible yeah it wouldn't have a job wouldn't have a job. no wouldn't have a job yeah. <laughs> so which which is really interesting and um you know so that just shows that sometimes we're just letting other people make our minds up for us and um not really exploring our options now <clears throat> the the big one is the big one comes to as to how we start our lives so when we finish school the you know a, a general life would uh, of a person you know if you were to look at majority right of people their lives would go something like this um they're born you know uh they grow up parents love them slowly they end up going to preschool um you know, their teachers love them, they're pretty cute, they end up going to primary school, primary school is a pretty decent time for them, they're growing up, they're exploring, uh, they're learning about life, um, you know, then they end up going to high school, some of them, some of them end up building some good social skills, some of them not as much, but, you know, their parents still love them, they're learning a lot, a lot, a lot of things, and, you know, um, exploring the option as to who they are going to become. Now, as soon as the school school life finishes, for some reason, the learning stops there as well. Some people end up going to university, uh, and it's often not because that's what they want to do, but it's only because that seems like a reasonable option because everyone else does it. And if you try to, if try if you try to get out of that sort of thing, you know, your parents, your friends. And, uh, you know, your teachers, everyone will tell you, what are you doing? That's what you should be doing. You should go to university because going to university is the only thing you should be doing. You know, now I'm not saying university is bad. You shouldn't go to university. In fact, you should, but if that's what you want to do. Right. So, you know, often people will finish university, get a job, get a, you know, if people, so there will be two segues. Again, some people will end up going to a trade or, you know, some other sort of scenarios. But there's only a few, just a handful of options that people end up doing because those are the parts that being the most traveled and they seem safe. Yeah. And, um, and that and, kind of yeah. educational system creates that kind of that function that you just spoke about of uh, doing what other people are doing, like your your design, your, your the way you learn is structured in a way that it's kind of preparing you uh, for the job force in a way that's good, obviously, because you're, you know, you're preparing for what you're studying for, but it kind of creates a very similar way of thinking and it, it breeds a lot of people who are in tune to kind of think a certain way and a lot of degrees don't kind of promote the idea of critical thinking. It's based off, you know, what, what, are, what are we teaching you and, um, you know, that's kind of the cold, hard facts of it. And I think outside of, you know, your, your kind of your math and 
your business degrees. I mean, even in business, should be so much creativity, but most of these degrees, it's about this is the cold, hard truth and this is what we've always kind of lived by and then it's kind of like a bleed-on effect and heaps of people are doing it. So it just builds and creates a society of people uh, kind of thinking the same way about it. Absolutely. And often in your university degrees, you don't really, what you said, Lachlan, it's absolutely true. You don't really learn about innovation. You don't run, you don't learn about how to create something. You, know, you learn about how something is done and how it's always been done. Yep. Yep. Right. So that's what happens. Uh, and, you know, so people will finish degrees and to be honest, some of them will probably end up getting very well paying jobs. You know, you can end up going becoming a manager at this place. Some people who go into med, they end up becoming a doctor. And, you know, they and you know they finish their degrees, they get a job, they have kids. You know, those are little, you know, the timelines are a little, timelines time vary, but, you know, it's sort of the same story. You know, um, they, li- they live their life, they end up buying, probably end up getting a mortgage, getting up, getting a house. Um, getting a house, they have kids and, um, you know, the scenario repeats for their kids and, you know, they'll probably live a decent life by their regards or what society told them what the life was that they should live. And, you know, they live technically quite happily. You know, they take a holiday once every once every year or twice every year, depending on what their job ends up being. And uh, they live the rest of their days out just sort of going to the job and doing all that stuff. And um, one day it all comes to an end um, and then they're gone. So it's just cycle of life. That sounds like <clears throat> the cycle many of life. people trapped um, in there. For sure. And uh, this is, now the question is what's wrong with that, right? So that's the question. My question is, the question that I propose here is, why is that the right option? Proposing that to me, or you sort of just putting that? No, out? I was just proposing it, and okay. I was hoping you. Yeah, say something. yeah no, no, you're right. <laughs> you, you have a slight pause in there as well. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting because on the one hand, it creates like security, and it gives people, um, you know, it gives people direction. It might give them a sense of purpose, um, but the purpose is very limited to that, um, you know, that career choice or kind of that lifestyle and people find it very difficult and very hard to move on from those situations, even if it's a situation where they might, you know, they're very unhappy in uh, because they spent, you know, four years getting a degree and they've kind of created this life or even even people associate themselves with it. Like, you know, John does this, like John's an accountant or Bill's a, or Barry's a butcher. And those things are good. Like we all need those sort of people, you know, in our day, you know, without those people, like without not run of the mill jobs, but without those sort of nine to five type jobs, like we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to function as a society, but um, it definitely, uh, I believe that's a large contributing factor to a lot of people's unhappiness in today's society. If, you know, they either are too scared or they're, they're, they're not sure how to go outside of their, you know, area of expertise and learn something new. And even though the kind of the essence of why you started studying was to learn something new, you kind of forget that as you kind of grow on and you've got a lot of things that become dependent on that way of life and then it's just like a trap. It is that vicious cycle. Like it's very, you know, that's very kind of cold-hearted about it, but that's what a lot of people live their life as in, in that vicious cycle. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a cycle that will get you in there and you will never sort of, you know, there's no escape. You end up getting a job and you stop paying bills and the bills just keep piling up. They just keep increasing, you know, um, you know, then there's, uh, uh, then there's, you know, increasing, like, you know, as in general, what is that um, theory called um, uh, when everything goes up each year? Um, never mind. All right, uh, yeah, can't think that's of fine. the word. Yeah, that's right. There. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, that that thing. You know, so you know, expenses go up as well. Uh, cost of living goes up, and you just can't get out of the job. You know, and sometimes people have those uh, flares, those little sparks, and those sparks end up getting buried between the bills and the lives and the kids and everything. Now that's a general. I'm not talking about all the people, right? So this is this is a very old school mentality. But now I'm not. I'm not going to stop there. I'm just going to keep on sort of drill into this problem a little bit more, and then start looking at the solution and as to effect of it. Um, you know, another problem, another thing that happens now more. In, I'm talking about the times that we are in. Uh, our generation, particularly, is a. Uh, you know, there's a big little, there's a big movement on that. Uh, our generation. Is, you know, entrepreneurs, they, they're really up and coming, they're influencers and they're entrepreneurs. Once again, they're doing what everyone else is doing. They're trying to push. It's the majority always goes, you know, what's wherever the majority is. No one else is like trying to innovate. That's the, that's the biggest problem. And um, even when they're doing the, even when they are doing the entrepreneurship and, you know, first of all, I would like to say, you know, if you're, if you're following on someone's footstep, by each step at a time, you know, following each step that's been tracing it. You're not an entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is someone who takes risk and, you know, find their own path. Now, the reason I talk about paths is because we keep going on the same path that everyone else is taking. No one is exploring. No one else is doing anything, you know. And it's really interesting because I just want to, this is sort of like our little plug, Lachlan, um, because, you know, you, there's so many people making podcasts now and we're making podcasts and you would assume that we're doing the same thing as everyone else. But I just want to, I just want to actually say something here about how we've done things. We were doing these kind of podcasts sort of videos before it was cool. Mm. Like 100. Yeah. I mean, we started, we started doing it in two, you know, 2010s, 2000, you know, around then 2011 or maybe 2012. I don't know. So around there, right? So we started doing it early year. Everything was like, we're recording videos and we were doing vlogs but they were you know we've never doing them for um you know publicity but yeah just... even i remember that now like i'd forgotten about that like even pre-radio we we're doing like those little car vlogs and just chat yeah we're doing like car vlogs yeah, and... yeah absolutely so <clears throat> and we never did those things because we wanted to be like everyone else in fact everyone probably thought that we were silly and for doing those kind of things because, you know, they didn't think that was, like, cool or, you know, they probably thought it was cringe. But we were doing us, what we did, what we wanted to. Now, <clears throat> the, what what ends up happening is when you people actually choose a path that someone else's people, when you live someone else's life, what ends up happening is you will, you know, it, it's a simple saying, you will never be, you know, you if you're copying someone, you will never be the best them because they are the best them. If you're copying someone, so let's say if you're, you know, if you, if you're copying a guy named Jerry, I bring up Jerry a lot. If you're copying a guy named Jerry 
and you know following his footsteps and as to you want to become exactly like him whether he's a doctor or whether whether he's an entrepreneur whatever he is right if you're following his steps or you know there's a whole bunch of people like jerry you know let's say fitness industry is a big one where people all want to become influencers and you know post pictures of their body and all that stuff yep you will never you will never be the best jerry ever because the best jerry is jerry himself what you can be the best is the best you, you know, so which is where you find your authenticity and do things different. And, you know, sometimes things may be hard, but I think the best way to go about it is to find your own ground and be authentic. Because if you don't, if you don't find your why, why and who you are, your why is the most important thing ever. That's the only thing you should find out, you know, why, what's your why. You know, whether you want to make a difference in the world or whether you just want to make money. And an interesting thing about money is when you just want to make money and when you, when your why is money, it's driven by monetary value, you, will, you won't do anything. You won't get it. Simple as that. Yeah. The reason being, the reason being, it's sort of that similar scenario. It's a scarcity mindset because you're chasing something. And um, I'm, I, I only want to bring this in, bring this in quickly is because think, think about it. Think about it like a cat right so have you ever you know that scarcity meter so if there was a there was an experiment done with cats so let's say if you dangle a um uh dangle a little string in front of a cat right the cat will chase it now if you throw the cat throw the string in front of the cat the cat wouldn't give a shit right yeah so the reason i bring that particular theory in it's sort of like money right until you chase keep chasing money like that cat you know, you will never end up getting that money because you're someone who is constant worry, worry state of money. So you will never end up getting that money because you that's who you are, who you worry about money, right? You know, you need to be a different person. You need to find your reason why you're doing it. And then, you know, another thing is, and now how are you going to do it? Do you, you don't have to do it like how everyone else did. And even... Even in scenarios where you do end up doing that things that have been done before, so whether you end up becoming a doctor, right, or or an actor, right. So in in acting industry, and I talk a lot about this because I have a lot of acting actor friends. I have a lot of actor friends. Um, you know, they all sort of go through the same path where you know what everyone else has done to end up ending to end up in Hollywood, right. And I always say to them, I say, what if there's another way? And they will always reply to me, no, this is this is how it's always been done. And I just look at them and I say, and so you're telling me there's no other way? No, but that's how it's always been done. Are you sure there's no other way? Yeah, but that's how it's only always been done. So that's always the response. And, uh, <clears throat> and what... What I sort of suggested, and there are people out there who have alternative methods, like you look at the Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He he was an actor. He sort of came through. He built a he built a sort of a fame. He built a name for himself, and he went ended up going to movies, and he is now the biggest star on the planet. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's a great example. He yeah. didn't take the he didn't take the road that everyone else did. He didn't go to a drama school. He didn't go to he, you know he didn't he didn't go to drama school he didn't feature in indie films he didn't do any of that you know I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things but you don't have to do things because they've always been done like that there's there's million ways to do one thing 
doesn't you know and there's no one right way or methodology of doing something you know it's um it's yeah so there's no right method you know some sometimes things work for people and sometimes they don't you know i, I want to use an example here um and i heard this example right and i can't remember where from it's like imagine you're trying to put a nail in a wall right and if you're trying to hammer that in and you try to hammer that in much as you can and it just doesn't go in right and you know you what you say is well everyone just try everyone hammers it in and it goes in but uh you know maybe what would you do you'd just keep doing it would you you know, a, lot of, a lot of people their mentality is well just keep hammering it in until one day it'll go in because that's how everyone else does it but you know maybe you can stop there and think about the fact that well if i'm hammering that in is it a possibility there's something behind there there's maybe there's a you know metal piece behind there do i need to look at another place to nail this nail this in am i holding the you know am i holding the the nail wrong way around or should i use a hammer to nail that in because you know i've been hammering it in with my hand well you know it's just saying just questioning yourself or questioning the path the um Dwayne uh, Johnson was a really good example uh, of it because he, you know, he perfected his craft of uh, performance. And even though I wasn't acting specifically, um, he was obviously, uh, you know, very successful, one of the most successful, arguably pro wrestlers of all time. You know, and that in itself is a, it's an athletic endeavor first and foremost. So it's, um, you know, and then very much so it's about performance too. So it's about, you know, building a character and making people believe that character and going from there. Um, but his original goal was never to be, you know, the biggest actor in the world. It sort of just organically came as he, I'm sure, developed as a person and wanted to try new things. He sort of fell into it. And I guess that's kind of the limitation of, um, you know, getting a degree or uh, getting a formal uh, sense of education. One, because you, you know, for, for a long time, you feel, uh, you know, you feel like a sense of identity to being that, uh, you know, being that type of person or having that degree. Um, and we certainly all need like qualifications. We all need things um, that are going to help us level up. But that's how you get trapped because then there's no creativity. There's no expansion of that, um, you know, of that sort of thought process. It's like, okay, I'm going to become this one thing and stick to this one thing. Um, you know, ironically enough, we even talked about Jeff Bezos uh, last night and he's he's even maybe even a better example you know he's for people that don't know he's obviously the the founder and um, current you know big boss of amazon uh you know the well pretty much the biggest company in the world and he's certainly the most wealthiest person in the world but he started out um you know doing very well at uni, uh, high school got into uni wasn't really sure what he wanted to do studied electrical engineering and then went into the financial industry so he was a stockbroker and then i think by the age of 30 he was in charge of one of the biggest investment or a senior vice president or something of one of the biggest investment firms in the world. And then he sort of realized like, wow, this is like, you know, this is great. And I had more money than I knew what to do with, but I didn't really find happiness. And his why was always, I want to do something bigger. Like I want to make change. I want to help people. I want to, I want to do something that's never been done before. And then eventually that went from, you know, obviously creating Amazon and, I actually got reminded of it. I forgot about it. But for the longest time, Amazon was just like books. It was just like you buy a book, um, you know, you buy a physical book and then obviously um, technology came over and you buy an audio book and then they sort of branched out onto that. And, you know, we're sort of outside the scope of Amazon a little bit because they haven't quite hit the Australian market yet. They're sort of, they're here, but they're, you know, still a very 
still a very new concept to a lot of people and people aren't using it. But overseas, it's just like if you need a, if you need a plate, you, you drop a plate, you just go on Amazon, then it's there the next day. Um, and that's kind of a testimony to his innovation that he started out doing one thing, he went into something else, like he was leveling up all the time, but he constantly had this thought in the back of his head, like I need to do something, I need to be something bigger. Um, and we can all do that in our own lives. It doesn't have to be giant steps, but I think if our attitude is about that, um, then you'll constantly find that, you know, if you want to, like some people might get lucky, they might find something when they're young that they love to do um, and then kind of bringing it back to Hollywood. Like uh, the, a, lot of, a lot of actors who make it really big, they sort of go away in a sense because they've sort of done it and they realise like, wow, I don't actually want to do this as much as I thought or maybe I did at one stage. Um, but it's the, the most successful people are the ones that obviously have, you know, insane work ethics and they, they obviously work really hard and they're very disciplined and very regimented about what they do. And I guess that's the benefit of um, tertiary education or a formal education. You kind of get taught those principles. But um, if you hold on to your why and you remember why you started, you know, the, pretty much anyone who started because it's uh, for monetary value don't make it because it just doesn't last. Like you can, you can actually earn a lot of money and then you just realize there's no satisfaction in that. Um, so if you hold on to that why, um, sort of look to innovate in your own life and that could just be in your own mentality, keep leveling up and you'll just keep doing, you know, you keep doing and growing things that you'll, uh, I believe that'll just help get you towards joy and help make life um, better. Yeah. Absolutely. Innovation makes you, pro- innovation, innovation is progression and progression, as we said before, progression makes you happy. Progression is happiness. Progression is growth. Progression is life. Yeah. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. No, That's no a whole other story. Yeah. But, um, you know, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you're on the mark there. You know, Jeff Bezos is a great example. He always stayed innovative in a sense where they, you know, he found another methodology of doing something. I'm sure people doubted him at the time and said, well, there's no way you can sell books online. I mean, he started selling everything online. You know, it's a, it's just an interesting concept that when people end up doing it, you know, he just find he just said, well, you know, he came up with an idea and made it happen. And, uh, you know, another example of it is uh, Steve Jobs. He was, a, he was another great uh, innovator in a sense where, you know, he did what, you know, what, what nothing, no one ever did before. He came up with, you know, at the time computers, you know, computers were very, not user friendly when he was started working. There's a there's a really nice documentary about as to what he did, but you know he made documentary friend. You know he made uh, computers user friendly. You know interface was really you know the GUI interface was a result of uh, you know Steve Jobs doing it. You know Steve Jobs really pushing that innovation. Another example of that is, you know, when Steve Jobs, so Steve Jobs himself, so he's probably by far, you know, you would always regard him as one of the most innovative people in the world. I mean, you know, if he, if he was alive today, I wonder what I would have loved to see, love to see what he would have done. Um, but, you know, he, he dropped out of college. and uh, But what he did do was he did take up this type ty- uh, of, typography class or choreography class class but you know that's where he decided that he was going to put nice font in the computers and that's where the fonts 
in all modern computers came from if it was if he never took that class at university and that's the only class he took because he really dropped out of university um and you know he took that class and if he didn't take that class you know he would have not you know we would have not had we've not had any modern you know any uh, fancy fonts in our computers so it just goes to show you know how much um, how important it is to be innovative and to do things differently right now <clears throat> now there's other there's other examples as well that you can look at and there's so many people out there who are doing it but you know there's just there's just different ways to do things and if someone tells you that there's only one way to do things and you need to stick you need to stick to it you can tell them to fuck off and you know to be honest people will make you feel pretty shitty about finding your own path because it makes them feel uncomfortable you know it makes people feel uncomfortable that you are you know you're finding your own path which is just completely different and it's you know it's one of those things where people are afraid you know almost um that how could someone like you you know how could someone just take a complete new path because you know it goes against everything they know you know um i'll use another example here i work in once again technology and you know business so where we look at um you know where we look at how businesses perform and try to better businesses so you know increase the operation in operation efficiency and i find you know one of my jobs is to look at uh, processes and how certain things are done and you know yeah. what i would go in and look at how people are doing things and sure enough people are still doing uh, you know the old pen and paper and the excel sheets and you know it's like they're living in the 90s right and i come in and say well you know we can replace all that with this thing and you know they sure enough and the first response i get is it's always been done like that yeah yep well you know that's the response i get it's always been done like that what does so what if that's always been done like that why 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 wouldn't you not change why would you not upgrade right you know you don't you don't it's like you know it's like anything in life you know you think about the progression of things you know time changes things change you have to change your mentality and if you don't do that you know if you stick to that you know surely enough you will be out of the game sooner or later you know it's it's like uh you know let's say if there was a you know there was a doctor's prescribed you medicine for something you know 4 years ago and whenever you get sick you still keep taking that because that's how you've always taken it that's not how it works that's not what you do yeah. you know you got to upgrade there's a the upgrade right and that's like the same yeah. that's a practical example of what you just said eh like that's the same principle like imagine yeah imagine doing something um that worked um and i guess that kind of goes back to the loop and the trap of your formal education like if you're only taught this one way then that's kind of the only way you know but if you've got another way that's more efficient like be open to it let it you know let let it embrace it and learn about it and you're probably going to make your life easier that's a beautiful thing about technology it's all about constant innovation for sure and that's and life is about innovation and i think more yeah. we get innovate and there's a there's a way of doing everything as well and so many people would you know i suppose they're almost afraid i suppose where they you know um 
they don't want to explore what's out there, what other options. And I, you know, what I said before, which is a pretty big deal as to, you know, find your own path. And I'm talking about small things now. I'm talking about things like, you know, or, you know, you, you know, let's say you've been working at a job for, let's say eight years and, you know, what you do, let's say um, you print the orders, right? You print the orders and then you staple them and then, you know, you write on them saying done if you process the order and then you've done it. And now, you know, <clears throat> someone comes in and tells you all that can be done, you know, automatically in a computer system. And um, I guarantee you, you know what the first response would be from that person who's been doing it? Well, it's always been done like that. If it, if it ain't broken, why, why fix it? Well, because there's more efficient way to do it. Yeah, you know, it comes that that probably comes from a little bit of a fear of um, you know job replacement, but then that would just force you to evolve and take on a new position or do something like that. Like you've got to you've got to be willing and open, and that's a great example because that happens so com so common. I'm sure, and I'm so sure there's so many people out there that have worked in a a similar atmosphere where there was something that, you know, at first it felt very scary and it felt like, well, this is going to take over. This is going to change, you know, the way we do things, the, maybe the comfortable feeling of the way we do it, but like it's better, like it is more efficient. And if you, the more efficient you are in life, like the better, the more things you can get done, the more time you have to get things done. Uh, that was a great, yeah, that's a great analogy. That, well, that's it, right? That's it. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, that's it. You gotta be different. You be yourself, right? That's it. And there's another, <clears throat> there's another, there's another area which is completely, you know. So people in regards to so this this is very business. I was talking, but I was talking about their business career, who you end up choosing to become in a person. And now, if I talk about uh, you know, in more you know at a personal level, right? So people, in, if you look at um, attraction, right? Yeah. Attraction is a very interesting one where people will be attracted to people that their peer group and people around them think that are attracted. And, you know, you know they know damn well what they, what, you know, that, that person is attractive. And let's say, you know, I'm talking about like, let's say person A, you know, finds person B attractive, but, you know, his peer, their peer group is not particularly attracted to that kind of person that person will end up saying, well, no, I'm not attracted to person B because X, Y, Z, because my peer groups have, you know, think they're not attractive. So now that's an interesting one because now that's at a personal level and I just want to, you know, say how much that influence happens. You know, because you're listening to, literally you're listening to what people are saying and you're letting them influence it. You're not even thinking if there's another way, right? You're not being different. You're not being yourself because you're attracted to that person, but because you know you what you're gonna you have to go with the crowds. If the crowd doesn't think they're not attractive, so you have to you must think they're not attractive because you know obviously there must be something wrong with you if you find them attractive. <clears throat> what do you think of that one, Auckland? Example. You, I think you rattled my brain there a little bit. I'm trying to comprehend it. It's uh, is it could it be that people um, is there a fear of, of failure with it? Like it sounds very general, but is you know is that why obviously there's like a like a sheep esque way of looking at it where you're sort of following you know maybe you're worried about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing? Do you think that maybe people 
just continue to follow the same way because it's just a comfortable feeling. Like it's it's um it's familiarity maybe. Well, it it's just like works. So that's yeah. I mean yeah. it it works. It works by change. You know, once again, it goes back to the thing what people keep saying to me: why change something that works? Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole problem. Yeah, the yeah. the way yeah. of thinking because you know their friend that they're saying you know let's say um you know friend saying well person B the X kind of people are attractive the Y kind of people are not attractive but you know for some reason you find the Y people attractive. But you're not gonna say you're not gonna tell your friends and your peers and your family because that you, because well I guess you you know they must be right so you're gonna go with them because it works for them so it has to work for you. And I really want to like how crazy is that that you are attracted to someone but you know you question your own inner you question yourself because. You know, that's what your peers do or that's what your friends do and that's what society does. And it's very interesting because if you think about how these things end up being and attraction is a big one. People are, you know, and I see it all the time and I see it all the time where people are, you know, um, people are attracted to certain kind of people and then, you know, I, you know, you look at a person and see what kind of person they are with, right? It's almost like, it's almost like you can just predict it what kind of person they would be with, right? Yeah. Based on yeah. what they are. Uh, and it's really interesting. And I find that really interesting because it's just it's just interesting how it works because they are sticking to what they, everyone knows. And, you know, they don't want to break any boundaries and because, you know, they don't want to do anything. And, you know, it's... Uh, it, it, I'll tell you what... Ha- Lachlan, I'll tell you what the fear is, right? It's the Rosa Parks example. You know Rosa Park, who uh, protested um, when uh, was it um, when you know um, equality between um, uh, the black people and am I allowed to say black people because technically I'm brown? Of course, so, yeah. Yeah, you okay. just don't say the N word, but I will be safe. <laughs> I would never say that. Well, you know, um, but yeah. So you know, she was standing up for that, um, and she stood up, and she got ridiculed. But eventually it turned into a thing. But the difference was she stood up. So she did her own innovation. That was innovation. You know, we read about those things. And we love innovators, yet none of us want to move. And even though we sometimes will sacrifice what we want just to stick to the method that everyone else has done. Yep. I yep. find that fascinating. I, I don't think that's the right way to go about things. You know? No, it's, it's very... Um... It's kind of very problematic and very, uh, very to the way our society has been built, um, and it it bleed like, and I, I guess it depends on how you were raised in a sense. Like if you were if you were encouraged with things you did, like if you were, um, or if you socialize in a group where people are looking out for each other and trying to get the best out of each other, then. I think more often than not, like you'll you'll help each other to grow, and you're going to continue to grow. And I think that's the beauty of having like a real diverse um, group of friends. You can kind of bounce ideas off each other, and you can hear different ideas from different perspectives, and you go into things with a mindset of growth and kind of looking for what you know, kind of the deeper meaning of things. But like, why is this thing done differently? And I guess that's a problem when you have maybe a similar group of friends or you know a similar. 
um, work environment or anything like that. Like you're just not forced to go outside of your comfort zone a lot of the time. So you just don't like obviously being uncomfortable is uncomfortable. So it's like, it's something that if you're not forced to do, you generally won't. Um, and that, I guess that idea or that, that point you brought up about that similar, you know, that similar way people dress and the similar way people look like it's that feeling of, it's that feeling of comfort that's not forcing, that's forcing you to be the same. So even though it might feel like it's the right thing to do and it's like the safe thing to do, it you're really just blending in with each other and you're not actually using, you know, what we all have a unique personality trait to better, um, better situation or just kind of continue to grow in life. It's so easy to do. Like I'll always find myself slipping in a way I thought, or maybe I might consume a certain type of media for a while. And then eventually I just sort of start thinking in that way alone and I don't sort of broaden my spectrum. Um, so it's like, it, as long as I'm thinking like on, on two ends, like problem, like pro- kind of problem solving is like, why is this the case? And then what can I do to help sort of counteract that? I feel pretty good with it. And I feel I can pick up from a lot of other people when they're closed minded. But if you sort of aren't thinking that way, then it's very easy to kind of get blinded by yourself. And then that kind of rolls on from there. And maybe that's like, I'm kind of guessing a little bit why that happens, but I think the people that I've dealt with that have that similar personality trait or those examples that you talked about, um, they're, they're often, very often they're closed-minded um, and it might not even be their own fault. It might just be the way they were raised or whatever else, but they um, they all have that in common and it's just like a, it's a trap. It really is. Well, the sad part is that's roughly half of the world, probably more if anything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and like you where, know, I think we've got a we've got a society of people here who are pretending to be open-minded, yet they're pretending to be open-minded as to that. You know what does open-minded really means? Open-minded means that you're open to possibility of the life, possibilities of life, possibility of the world. You know, that's what it means. But what they're doing is they are real. What, what they're just saying that they're open-minded, but yet they keep doing the same thing that what everyone else is doing. I mean, you're not really open-minded, then are you? Yeah, the opposite for sure. It's complete opposite, you know, and which is which is fascinating because because I can, everyone who's told me that they're open minded, I can get I can there's few things I can list about not few things majority of things about them I can say well this is what you there they, this is there you go right there you're following everyone else, it's it's the sheep sheep mentality you just follow the herd you know, and it's 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 a it's a. It's a disease i almost want to say because in society in life there's a construct that we live in and there's so many things that are there and no one ever questions right there i mean there's a there's a website actually a really funny website it says the most useless rule laws no one's ever questioned those laws right there's other things you know yeah 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 in society like you know if you don't religion has certain rules and you're like well what the fuck you know or your parents will put certain rules you know your friends will put certain rules in and you know it's it's a it's a thing like oh you know i'm going to use a great example i'm going to use an example here when people say oh you know um just a small example here um or why do you why do you chew with your mouth open right or like you have to sit while eating or, you know, um, you have to have breakfast. So these things that I listed out just quickly, they were random things like, you know, for example, you have to have breakfast. See, that's really interesting because, well, you know, everyone just believes it, that we have to have breakfast and no one really questions, 
well, should we have it? Should do we need to? You know, our teachers told us. Well, our mum, my mum told me that you should have breakfast, so I'm gonna have breakfast. I guess everyone must be right. Yeah, but, it was no. always breakfast is the most important meal yeah. of the day. It's what gets your day going? What gets you? Um, no, no, it, it's not. It's <laughs> but you know, Lachlan, what's interesting is our bodies were always telling us not to have that breakfast. Yeah, you know, no one, no one wants to eat in the morning, so our bodies were telling us not to have breakfast, but we forced ourselves, and everyone has breakfast. It's a thing because yeah. that's what society does. And, yeah, it's, and it became something you always do, so you do it without um, always thinking why you do it. That's right, and it ends when, up because like, yeah. uh, it's it's sort of based a little bit off old science um, and um, kind of, I guess, the idea that uh, you know you needed to you need food to help get your day going. When you know we you know our ancestry was not that our ancestry was the opposite. It was like you sort of ate at night and then you fasted throughout most of the day and you sort of spent the day doing things so you could eat at night and um yeah it kind of became yeah it obviously became a social norm and it's just one great example of something that we do yeah for, no one questions it, it. Yeah. Yeah, no exactly. one questions it what's happening there people just doing it and uh, you know there's another other examples like you know when people say to you uh you know oh you need to have table manners or like you know who the fuck are coming up with these things? Like, what is these things that people are coming up with? You know, that's not like mannerism. Like, oh, fuck, you know, I, I want to, you know, I want to, like the, the another example of is like, oh, well, you should eat this with a fork or this should, well, what if I want to eat it with what my hands, you know? Well, it's not polite. What the fuck do you mean it's not polite? You know, well, that's just an example, right? You know, who who came up with that rule? And this, that's, I'm just using those rules because I hear them a lot. My parents tell me to, like, you know, or you have to eat like this. Why? You know, th- and I, I'm go- that's a little bit extreme. You don't have to have to do those. But those are just small examples that no one ever questions. What happens there is... It's a great humans, mindset to have though, right? Eh? Just that question. Yeah. Just Can't question, question everything. Yourself, question everything else, yeah. Question everything. What are you doing? I mean, I, I dare you to go out in a day and see the things that you do and ask yourself why why do you do them, right? You know, they, if you wake up in the morning and, you know, you may have a habit. I mean, I tell you, and now people are going to get very angry at me for saying this, but the way we are at the moment, it's very pseudocody, as in very, we're like an algorithm, right? So yeah. our algorithm has it has boundaries, right? It's a very safe algorithm. So the way it works is I wake up, should I do X, Y, Z? Yes, no. Yes. Does society says I should do it? Yes, okay, I will do it. Should I do X, Y, Z? Does society say, should I do it? No. Or should I do it? No, because society says no. But there's no question happening as to why. Because you, at the moment, there's no difference between you and the programmers. And the programming is coming from society, like as in your people around you. You know, there was a there was a, there was was a uh, examination done on few people and they said, People who took a political stance on, you know, particularly said they stood by a certain party was actually not because that's what they thought, but in fact, because what their social programming was. Right? Yeah. 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 That, that makes sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so there's, there's other things as well, like, you know, uh, and we end up, yeah, so this that's just an example. We don't, we just consume, we just 
it's cool. we do what everyone else is doing no one's questioning anything and you know who are you voting for why are you voting for someone do you do you know much about it i mean i know australia right oh well i mean australia it's really interesting because the de- uh, the democracy system right it's great it's great but at the same time most people will vote for someone but you know an average australian or average american or average anyone else doesn't really know who they're voting for or what they're voting yeah. for they just do what yeah, they what, what they're doing right yep yeah they they're just doing it or you know they would sit around and talk shit every now and then but you know that's it no one's re- really doing anything and you know and it, uh, once again like you know the the big one is uh, another one so this is an interesting one so you know i've had i've run into people who are a great advocate for climate change and you know props to them for that and i've seen those exact people print the 500 pages of fucking bullshit because that's how it's been done before and that's how they've always done always done their job you know it's so interesting because they a advocating for climate change you know i want i i would normally give them props for it but i almost have a feeling that they're doing it because everyone else is doing it because on the other side if they were questioning one of those things they would go well i'm a great advocate for uh, you know climate change should i be printing 500 pages <laughs> do you know what i mean do you get what i'm saying yeah, exactly, exactly. there is no question happening like that bobos my mind like how is that possible like are you that insane is that how mechanical you are and i'm talking like you know i'm talking to myself here, here as well at times you know i'm i i've always been a little bit you know personally and locally i know you have been we we've been always sort of like a little bit different sort of like you know we've been a bit alternate altern- alternative yeah so that's me like we've been done things differently you know but it's more so questioning things right it's why are you doing something what's happening you can't advocate for can't advocate for climate change and go to work and print 500 pages because well that's how it's always done when there's complete there's another way to do it you know i'm i'm not talking let, let's say you know if you someone out there he don't believe in climate change why would you still waste paper you know just this is an example are you question should you question that well you should because when the printing methodology came around there was a lot of paper and that's what people did right and that's you know they didn't they didn't have computers so they did printing we have diff we're in a different scenario now so you should do something different maybe you should look into it maybe you should consider it you know it's just a great it's just another example and uh, you know and then so many example that people do and people people sort of stand for different things because you know one group of their friends or what everyone else is doing then you know that's what they've done so feel comfortable with and it just ends up being a cycle and they never question anything yeah there's far less um and i guess that's the problem with identity politics or that uh a lot of the i don't want to use the word social justice but a lot of things and a lot of reasoning that people do things like i guess if you're doing something because you you know someone else told you to do it or you don't look too far into it and you sort of do it like you're actually kind of blinded to the shortcomings and you're blinded to the hypocrisy of it because you're doing it for the wrong reason um and anyone who does anything for the right reason will do the things the right way because you're just constantly looking at it and all right why is this happening what do i need to do that there and that printing things a great example like if you actually really you know you were doing it for the right reason you would you would see well literally you know this paper came from trees and 
you know, the trees are, we need more trees to be able to breathe and to live and, and obviously to impede less on nature. Um, but you can, yeah, you can absolutely apply that into many different things in life. Um, I think the big thing with like kind of the political sphere is how um, a lot of people feel. Uh, it's not so much uh, a male, but there's certainly like a, a kind of an agreement with uh, the, I get what guess what you would call the like left-leaning uh, political people. Um, so the political left believe that there's, uh, you know, there's a very select few people at the top that make a lot of decisions and we're all kind of affected upon that. And there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, power at play there and people not sharing things around. But oftentimes so- the people that go, you know, the people that think that way, they're, they're creating their own sort of um, very closed-minded way of thinking that they're not being open in themselves because they're kind of going so far the other way and they're just not thinking very much like they're just so biased they're so wrapped up in kind of the principle of it or what they believe not even they believe they're doing the right thing because i don't actually think they are they're doing it for the wrong reason and once you kind of realize that you can you figure out a lot of people are just bullshitting like they're just fucking they're just making they're just things up going with it i mean um yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna quote uh, joe rogan here actually it's pretty relevant yeah. you know we there's people out there and we sometimes, you know, you can almost, you can entertain the thought that there's people out there, someone out there who's controlling it all. There's controlling it all. There's people out there, you know, there's some very powerful people out there controlling it all. And you know what? Yes, there is marketing and there's advertisement that is very well designed. And we talked about this in the, you know, episode three uh, and about this and how the influence works. But, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, I think there's more chances that people are just dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it is. I, it, unfortunately, it sounds very harsh, but I and think I'm it not. Is. Yeah, <laughs> people. It's just, you know, I think majority is that versus you know someone out there who's controlling it all. There's more possibility that we're all just dumb as fuck. You know? Yep. People yeah. are just easily led. Easily led. Maybe yeah. we not, you know, maybe dumb's not the right word to use, but we are very easily influenced. We're not questioning it. You know, there's a, there's a, um, you know, I have, a, you know, I have even some good friends, you know, even um, there's few people have very close to me would always say to me, is that, you know, well, you, you know, you get something like that. You know, I'm actually going to use an example. I'm not going to quote a name, but uh, it's a pretty interesting example. But, um, you know, you'd have, I have friends who would say to me, well, you know, someone is lucky because they have intelligence, right? Well, you know, and I, that's who I am. That's just who I am. You know, I've, they've accepted who they are, you know, and once again, Tony Robbins talks about it as well. He goes, when did you decide at what day did you decide? That's who you just, that's just who you are. You know, you know, so many people will say, well, that's who I, that's just who I am. That's how I do things. Or, you know, intelligence is an interesting one because, you know, people get told at a very early age where they fit in a slot and, you know, and they just sort of spend the rest of their lives there. You know, intelligence, intelligence is an interesting one where, you know, I personally believe that intelligence is more to do with effort than actually genetically being gifted. Yeah, most definitely. Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It's discipline. It's it's it, no, it's more than discipline. It's an effort. Yeah, it's an effort to learn and to be constantly in a growth mindset. Yeah. That's it. It's more effort. It's effort. You know, uh, a great example of is like, for example, people say, "Who oh, I can't cook," right? 
what yeah. fuck did I, was i born by was i was I, were other people born knowing how to cook yeah you know you know how how does that work like why are you saying that to yourself you know why are you putting yourself in that mindset it's like well that's just who i am i can't cook because you know someone you know, that's that's the problem no one's questioning it well is it a possibility that i'm not i have never really learned how to cook you know yep. and and yep. people blame like well other people are smart and they just learn how to cook no motherfucker they put effort in this this time people always see it's like uh, you know trial I, and error a trial yeah. and error i i heard people i saw the comments on Conor McGregor fights like oh easy you know 40 million or 60 million dollars or 40 million dollars in 40 seconds i'm like you stupid ass shit What about the yeah. training? What about the effort? What about, you know, all the years of grind that it took to be there at that point? But all you're saying is the 40 second that he made in 40 million dollars or 60 million dollars. Yeah, so that's the- right. And that's that's kind of a whole another idea and that's why that's why I watch fights at home now like I can't actually go out and watch um I can't actually go out and watch because there's a lot of like there's a lot of stupidity that goes into the sport because people have a very closed-minded way of looking at it. It's like, oh, why would I pay for a fight that only goes for 40 seconds? And it's like I, I, I almost don't have the effort to go into it. But that um, that way of thinking, like that very closed-minded way of thinking, like you could actually answer that for yourself in 10 seconds. Well, it's an athletic competition. There's two people throwing punches at each other. If someone goes down, if someone hits someone in the right spot, they're probably going to go down. You know, if he... He's, he's not they just he's not getting paid 40 million dollars because he asked for it he's getting paid 40 million dollars because he brings in 200 million dollars worth of revenue like it's like fuck me absolutely you know? like, absolutely sure you don't have to know that exactly but you have to just understand that like these sort of things don't just happen like and it's not uh, i think that's just insecurity and that's just people sport brings out like the best and the worst in people um, oh absolutely and, you know yeah, there's one of the greatest thing one of the greatest sorry One of the greatest no, no. saying goes: uh, People get paid not what their time, not for their time, but for what they're worth. Yeah, simple as that. Increase your worth. Yep. You know, if you want to earn more money, increase your worth. Actually, actually, you know, I want to talk about something, and innovation comes into that as well. You know, you can innovate how you get paid. You know, there's a really cool example that I saw the, today, and he said um, a a bar of iron, iron cost about five bucks like you know i think it was a kilo of iron or like 100 grams of iron whatever i forgot what it yeah. was yeah if you make a horse shoe out of it you can sell it for 20 bucks if yeah. you make um if you make um what, what else was it you know if you can make um coins maybe. coins out of no i don't think it was coins yeah. yeah that's right if you could make those watch dials what are they called little watch gears yeah 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 you can sell those up to you know i don't know hundreds of thousands because you know if you put it in watches like those watches go out for crazy prices right this is an example you know uh, some of these watches you know you look at some watching watch companies and you know some of these watches are like hundred thousand dollar watches right and which yeah. is really interesting example because the mechanics are the same aren't they but they're just selling you different yeah. what they're worth um which which is interesting as to you know how you innovate because that's what it is innovation Yeah. And <clears throat> which is really so you know that's the whole idea of what I wanted to talk about today and you know it's um you know that's me but you know I really think that <laughs> we as a society there's something wrong here I feel what are your thoughts Lauren? Yeah. your no, uh, closing fine. thoughts yeah okay okay now and it's not yeah it's not just you like it's because you're 
you've made a real conscious effort of um, deciding that's the way you want to um, look at life and the way you want to work towards life, and then you just are on, in a in a state of constant improvement. And like what we spoke about, I think probably every episode like self auditing, like being honest with yourself and being honest with everything else. And um, once you kind of get that clarity of your own actions and your own thoughts, you kind of drift, you can use that in every part of life. And, um, and it's just a a basic principle of being diligent with it. Like you just have to just be, just be thinking about it. Like don't, don't know, take it seriously because it is serious, but it doesn't have to be stressful. Um, And I think it's just important to, um, to uh, still have empathy like we still need to understand that everyone has their own circumstances and reasons for doing things but ultimately if you're if you're constantly working on a way to get better and uh or constantly working on a way to improve then you're going to find yourself um innovating in your own life like you're gonna you're gonna be the jeff bezos of your own world and like yeah 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 you're not gonna you're probably not gonna create the next amazon but you're gonna continually improve and get better well and you know that's, that's the right thing lock so just quickly on that one maybe maybe you could create the next amazon you know yeah that's it that's that's what I'm, that's the whole idea of it maybe you will create the next amazon but you know who is telling you that you can't yeah Exactly. And if, yeah, just don't live in that mindset if you can't live in the mindset of like you can. We live in a time and age where there's so much chance and choice and opportunity to do so many great things. Um, and definitely, like I found myself like really always frustrated with the way things were and being told things for really poor reasoning. And I guess that's why my counter to that was to be over analytical and, you know, to kind of come at it from a different angle. But what it did is it just made, you know, the same sort of thing. People are like, oh, geez, you're really, you're really smart. Or you look at things openly or that's a good way of looking at it. It's like, it, it took time, man. Like I was the same. I couldn't cook for shit. And I used to say, Oh, I'm just not good at cooking. No, I just fucking, I just never tried, you know, I just never, never gave it a go. And then once you give it a go, you, we all have our own strengths. And then all of a sudden, like, Fuck, I love cooking now and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing but if I didn't try and I, I just stayed and was like stuck in my old ways of saying oh you know I just can't cook well then guess what I'd still be eating fucking fries and I'd still be bloody 20 kilos overweight so we could do it in our oh, own lives absolutely <laughs> you know everyone has the power and the opportunity we live in a world where resources are these incredible resources, right? The you know, internet is available to everyone. Everyone can learn everything, and it's brilliant that you there's, you know, you can do a lot. You can do anything you want to. You know, don't let those self-limiting beliefs stick around. Question everything. And this, I just want to bring something up here. There's two actually scenarios that personally happened to me. Um, I remember, so one of my actually um, relatives said to me, "This to me," he said, "What are you chasing?" I'm like, "Well, you know, what I'm chasing is." You know, I want to personally, I want to, you know, change the world. I want to see the difference in what I want to make people better. I want to, I want to do all these things. Right. And in the process, I would like to be a billionaire as well. So that was my answer, you know, very, <laughs> very cheeky answer, but by, uh, they thought it was a cheeky answer. By all means, I believed it 100%. There's not a part of me who doesn't believe it. I believe it 100%. Yeah. You know, what was the response? They laughed and they said to me, he goes, are you crazy? There's like one in millions of millions of people who end up doing something like that. And yeah. I simply I simply propose this. Is there anyone who said that one person out of the million is not going to be me? 
Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Simple as that. That's right. The attitude that you have towards it and the attitude that they have towards it, I'm sure we, if we really went deep, we could find that bleed into all areas of life. It's always, Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yes. 100% like that pessimistic negative yeah you can't do things instead of like wow that's unbelievable like man that's awesome that you think that way like go for it for sure thank you I appreciate that there's another example I want to use (laughs) there's another example I use here and now like what we're talking about just about cooking which is a great example so I I once had a friend um I'm not gonna say names but let's say they were the same ethnicity as me right and mm. you know, think about Pakistani people, they are a little bit entitled in weird ways. They're lovely people. They're probably one of the, they're very smart people. They're probably one of the sweetest people on the planet. They're kind, but sometimes they can be entitled, especially to their own, uh, their own people, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I remember, so one, someone once said to me and he said, um, no, they didn't say this. They didn't say it to me, but I heard it from a source. And, you know, people gossip. So you hear things very quickly. So this guy said to me, he said, well, you know, oh, Anik ends up working in all these jobs, but, you know, he never helps me out, you know, but uh, he never helps me out. I've got the same qualifications as him. In fact, I've got more qualifications. And I could probably do all the jobs that he's doing. So, you know, it's not there's nothing special. You know, he should get me a job there. I could do the job better than him. And all I thought when they said that to me, I said, if you could a do the job better than me, you wouldn't need me to help you out to get you get that get you that job yeah. or get hook you up. If you could possibly do the job better than me, if you could do what I could do, you know, which you know the sad thing is, well, probably, doing it. <laughs> the sad thing is they probably could, but they are doing the same thing because they're not looking at effort. They're just seeing how well he's doing it so it must be easy no it's all about effort it's just a thing so they put self-limiting beliefs which is something like you know what you said i can't cook well fuck well other people can cook i can't cook it's 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 not that simple like it that's not how it works you know there's people out there you know one of the great examples is because i did a little bit of um i did i studied acting as well a little bit um and one of the great things one of the great interesting things that happened so many people believe and they have very strong beliefs about that they can't sing, right? And it, it's really interesting in acting school, they did this, you know, we had this singing class and they broke it down. It was amazing. The people who couldn't sing, sang the best. Wow, yeah. It was incredible because it was a, it was a, there was a methodology to it and the people who yeah. couldn't sing, what they did, they put effort into learning because they thought, thought it was cool. So people who yeah, couldn't sing, yeah, couldn't sing yeah. they're like, well, fuck it, I can sing already. Mm. fascinating isn't it? Yeah, yeah yeah that's a very yeah it's a very funny insight into how psychology the psychology of the mind will work like the you think that you're you know and that's one thing that gary vanichuk talks about is like your strengths like doubling down on your strengths like you don't just rest on them you don't just say oh i've got this bit covered like i've got to go like that thing will go like in in the idea like the idea that the people that couldn't sing had and they improved out of sight because they listened and they learnt and they weren't closed-minded and pig-headed about it. And I'm, I'm guessing, did, were you in that class or was that something that you were just, uh, that was just you were no, working? No, I was in the class. Yeah, so I'd imagine you were the, one of the guys that got in there and actually was able to pump something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It was good yeah, fun. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it was good fun. You know, we, we it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, you saying something funny, you know. Was, yeah, you know, yes. 
yeah, it was fun. Um, but this is this is an interesting concept. What ends up happening, right? But yeah, so I'm just gonna do some quick closing remarks. Uh, this has been a interesting one, and you know, I think it nonetheless is a very important one. Um, as all of our podcasts have been so far, I think I still love our last podcast the most. So if you haven't heard that one, so please check it out. Episode six, it's gonna be up soon. Well, <laughs> it'll be up before this one, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> episode five. Yeah, this is episode six. But yeah, so, you know, question everything, see why are things done certain way? Is there a reason why they're being done that way? Is there a better way that can be done? You know, don't do, don't put self-limiting beliefs on yourself, you know. And, you know, if you're an advocate for something and, you know, question, are you, question yourself, are you an advocate for something because everyone else is an advocate for it or do you really truly believe in the cause? You know, if you believe in the cause, by all means, stick by it 100%, go all in. But then don't be doing other shit like, you know, if you're an advocate for, you know, climate change, don't be printing 500 pages, you know. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah, stay, stay true to it. Stay, stay true, true to, to yourself. yourself. And you yeah, know, find I believe, something that you got to stay true to as well. Yeah, yeah. and I, I truly believe that, I truly believe that everyone is capable of being their own great self, even though yeah. previously I said everyone is dumb as fuck. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone has the potential. Most people, yeah, most people will, you know it. Yeah, that, that's and that's the the attitude to have is that people can change. Like even though most people statistically won't, like, the attitude to have is that people will. So no, that was perfectly summarised. <laughs> that's it. I'm not gonna let you close up. This has been a good one once again. Um, I'm loving this podcast, but I'll let you wrap up. Yeah. Nah, so much fun, man. And of course, uh, if you're not already, follow us on Instagram. Check us out, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, however you're listening through here. Give us a review on that platform. That would be really great. Feedback would be awesome too, just to let us know what you guys like, what you guys thought too. Get involved with a chat too. Like send us a message, what you thought. Like if you thought you were way off, maybe you had, maybe you think that way or you had, you know someone who thinks that way and you're kind of wondering why, like, sometimes a different perspective you know can give you the answers so yeah definitely do that and as always we appreciate you guys listening uh thank you my brother this is another fucking awesome and very insightful podcast i I found myself just listening to you talk and i couldn't i couldn't come up with something to say not because i wasn't listening but because you were just like you kind of just went uh in a space that i um i wouldn't say i didn't know what was going on but i was just like man like you're just you're just dropping bombs. Like you just kept dropping bombs on me. And I'm just, I'm trying to think of what to say. And I'm like, you dropped another bomb and I'm like, Oh my gosh, but no, this is lovely. So yeah. Thank you, brother. Uh, this is bit, yeah, you're all good. Nothing more to yeah, say. I'm all good. I'm good. All I was going to say, thank you so much for listening. Cause it helps me getting those thoughts out of my head when I can just quickly, yeah. go, you, you, what do you think? Lachlan? Just, just so it's like a self-confirmation. Yeah. I think I know what I'm talking about. I think I know what I'm talking about. No, but it's, it's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too, brother. Love you very much, mate. So we have been the Clever Dummies once and again. Episode number six. You guys have a great day. Uh, Enjoy the week. Big week uh, for sure. God love you all. And as always, give your mum a kiss for me. (laughs) Bye.